0: challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I want to tell you a story and then issue a challenge to you. I live in Washington, D.C., and right across the street is a hotel, a very nice hotel. And I went over there one day to do some work and to to uh, get some lunch. When I came back uh, the next day, I realized that I had lost my Apple pen. Now, some of you may not know what that is. But if you use Apple products and use the kind of Apple products that can work with a a digital pen, it's called an Apple pen in the Apple world, Mac world, um, then you know that it's a, it's a white pen and it costs about $100. It's expensive. It's a digital pen that allows you to draw and and to tap on your iPad screen and your iPhone screen and all that kind of thing and, and get things done. It, it, it allows you basically to use handwriting and things of that nature to interact with your device. Well, having lost it, it being more than $100, not happy. Uh, So I called over to the hotel where I thought I had probably left it, found that I had a young man, we're going to call him Scott, uh, told me that he had it there and he would keep me for it. Great. Told him I couldn't be there until the next day. He said, no problem. I went over there. I found Scott. Scott handed me the pen and I tried to hand him some money. I tried to tip him because he had done me this favor. He looked at me and he said, you know what? My father taught me that you do the right thing and you do the right thing because it is the right thing. So let's do what my father would have done, just shake my hand. He had handed me the pen already. He shook my hand and I said, well, well, thank you. I'm very moved. I got to tell you what, that really impacted me because this young man Scott was being shaped in his ethics by his father's example his father's teaching in other words he had a code scott had a code and it came from somewhere in his life it came in his case from his father well i i did everything i could to, to honor scott i called his boss and told him how awesome it was i even wrote scott a little note and handed it to him the next time and now he's gone from that uh from that restaurant working elsewhere. But still, it really moved me because here was a young guy here. I was handing him some money and it wasn't a lot of money, but it was maybe $20, 25 And, and I was just going to say, thank you. Thank you for doing me this favor. Thank you for saving me over $100. Thank you for your character. And he refused the money and instead invoked his father, spoke of a code, spoke of a manly code that he was trying to live out and insisted instead on shaking my hand. I got to tell you, that that moment uh, really touched me. It wasn't just that I got my pen back and it wasn't just that, you know, Scott's a fine young man. Uh, it was the way that Scott was living out values that he had received. He was living out a code. He was living out a way, an ethical code. Uh, there was, there was his, his manhood, his life, his way of being, his way of living uh, was shaped by things he had received by a, by a value system. And he was a good and noble man. By the way, when I called his boss to brag about Scott, he said, you know, we get that kind of thing all the time. Scott's amazing. And my guess is his new job is a promotion, although I don't know that for sure. But he sure was valued by his boss and had risen quickly in his his world over there. What I want to put before you is where do you get the code by which you live? Weird, when I say code, I'm not talking about like the, the password code or something like that you use to you know, enter your devices. I'm talking about the, the, the conduct code, the code of ethics, the code of behavior. Where does that come from in your life? I'll tell you where it comes from in my life. I'm a Christian, so it comes first from the example of Jesus and the words of Scripture, the, the, the values the code, the 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 idea of of being an exemplary person, of living for the glory of God, of uh, of helping the weak and the downtrodden, uh, of speaking the truth, of being the same, being a person of integrity, which means to be the same on the inside as you are on the outside, um, uh, uh, my devotion to inspiring noble ways and noble values and noble ethics, uh, and a vision for God amongst those I can influence, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That code, all of that comes from the fact that I'm a Christian. Uh, it comes also from the example of people I admire. If you listen to me for five minutes, as my wife is often saying, uh, you're going to hear about Winston Churchill. You're going to hear about um, Teddy Roosevelt. You're going to hear about Lincoln. You're going to hear about people in Scripture I, that I admire, people living today that I admire. And as I've already said, it comes a lot from my reading. It comes a lot from reading the lives of those past and uh, le- reading about past heroism. So those three things. Uh, my faith, people I admire living today, uh, people I admire from the past and, and spend lots of time reading. Uh, I'm reading right now a book about Teddy Roosevelt sailing, uh, going down the Amazon when he was 54 and what he learned and where he failed and why he did it, and what was going on in his soul. A very, very good book by Candace Millard. And, uh, and, I, and I'm being shaped by it. So that's where my code comes from. But where does your code come from? See, you may have been raised in a home where there wasn't much discussion of higher values, of how people ought to live, of what their what 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 should shape your conduct. When people there wasn't maybe a father or even a mother uh, or anybody who was talking about how we ought to live and what the standards are and how to good how a good man conducts himself or what honesty is and truth and justice and all those things. You know, most most of, most of what you have uh, of that order may be from television shows or. Or you know who knows uh, comic book heroes. I mean, some of my friends say I really until I got into the into a, a, a movement of noble men. The, 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 the biggest values I had was from were from fiction and comic books. Maybe that's you, or maybe you really did have parents, grandparents, grandfathers, uncles who would sit and talk to you about the way a man ought to be and how how honesty and truth and justice and righteousness and mercy. Are important attributes, and how how a man conducts himself, and how you care for the poor, and how how a man conducts himself with a woman, all those values. I call it for for shorthand a code, your ethical code, your manly code, your your martial that, that that relates to military things. Even your martial code. I think a man ought to have a a martial code. To, to put it bluntly, who will I hit and who won't I hit? What will I shoot and what won't I shoot? Um, will I step up? If there's, a, if there's a, a, an active shooter in a building that I'm in, what am I going to do? I've already made those decisions. That's my martial code. It's part of the code that a man ought to be living out. So what I want you to do now is to think about where your martial code comes from and examine it and make sure that you're being influenced in noble, elevated, lofty, holy, may I say holy, righteous, may I use those <laughs> words for some of you who maybe aren't religious, uh, ways, honesty and truth and ethics, the things we see in, in characters in history, people in history that we admire, the things we see in, in the better movies that you admire, the character, the friendship between men, uh, the honesty, the integrity, the self-sacrifice. Well, how is your manly code being formed? Where do your ethics come from? Where does your code come from? I want to tell you that I was in Dallas here recently, and my Uber driver was a talkative young man, and I found out that he was sick. I don't mean by that that he was unhealthy. Um, He was from India, and he was a Sikh, S-I-K-H, of that uh, religious stream. And I was intrigued because while I've I've studied Sikhism and and taught Sikhism um, in survey courses I was—I had mean, recently been thinking about the manly code of Sikhism. I don't know if you know that—that uh, Sikh. It's pronounced "sick," and even though in English, of course, it sounds like I'm saying it's unhealthy. But it's—but a Sikh uh, man uh, not only won't cut his hair, thus the turbans, um, but he also uh, carries. It's, it's more symbolic than actual. Uh, a dagger. It's got It got a Sikh name that I don't know. Um, he actually carries a dagger with him there 's a martial code that comes with that faith i 'm not saying they 're militants i 'm not saying they 're violent in fact they 've actually been more the victims of violence in America recently but there's there 's a noble manly code that comes from that religion uh, I thought it was I thought that was powerful there 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 is in some parts of Judaism uh, a noble masculine manly code, certainly ethical code, but also a martial code that comes from that faith. I think the same is true in christianity so What I want you to do is ask yourself, where does your code come from? Uh, Where does your code come from? And begin to fashion, begin to make sure that you are being fed in your noble code, in the manly code of conduct that you live out, that that that's being formed and fed uh, by good and noble sources. Are there men in your life who are speaking to you about such things? Um, did your grandfather, your uncle, your father talk to you about such things? But maybe you put all that on the shelf. Now it's time to bring it back. Uh, what about reading? What about movies? Uh, what about manly movies? In the back of my book, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, there are movies I recommend. Why do I recommend movies? Because sometimes the most powerful portrayals of what what, what ought to pass between men and the way men ought to be ought to behave. Uh, is in some better, some good movies. Obviously, there's a lot of crap in movies. And a lot of stuff about the way that men ought not behave. But sometimes in some movies, uh, it's it's unbelievably powerful. Unbelievably powerful. And for some of us who have come from backgrounds where we don't have great examples, the movies, and maybe we're not don't read very widely, uh, maybe the movies are the best source of these examples. So, what I want you to do is ask yourself where it comes from, and then I want you to start building it. That's exactly right. Just in the same way I ask you to build a band of brothers, uh, I ask you to build sources for your manly code. Who's around you? What are you reading? What are you contemplating? What have you been taught? Have you been taught some stuff that isn't true? I've got friends who at the age of 16 were taken to the whorehouse by their fathers. That's what it meant to be a man, to get laid. That's, that's, that's not the kind of manhood we're urging here. I hope you have awesome sex with your wife and, and have a glorious sex life. And obviously that's part of being a man if you're called to be married, but nevertheless, uh, going to a whorehouse at 16 does not make you a man. Trust me, being drunk the first time. I know I have some other friends who that was the big moment. His older brothers and uncles and father took him out to get stoned for the first time at around the age of 17. Well, you just, you've just been misinformed and, uh, I'm sorry for that example. And now I want you to build around you good examples. I want you to get to your church or your synagogue or your mosque or get with good people, good influences. I want you to be with people you care about, people who can influence you. I want you to get with a band of men who are thinking and reading and living and devising and coming up with principles and, and, and truths that are noble and lofty and, and rooted in integrity and, um, And some of you, by the way, I need to say quickly, are sometimes concerned that I mention so many different faiths uh, in this podcast. You've expressed that to me. I'm just aware that I have folks who aren't Christians like I am, and I want them to be welcome, even though, of course, uh, I'm an unapologetic Christian, and I would that all men be Christians like me. But I've got guys listening to this podcast who are at every different level. We love each other. We tolerate each other. We encourage each other. I don't insist that you be a Christian just to be able to listen to this podcast, though I certainly hope that my example is a Christian wins you. So for those of you concerned that I speak so broadly religiously, now you understand why. So what is the code that is shaping your life and where did it come from? And can you begin to build around you through books, through movies, through uh, getting near mentors, through being around good, noble, righteous, honorable men and drawing from their example? Can you begin to build an ethical code When I tried to offer young Scott money for doing me a favor, he gently brushed it aside. He cited the source of his ethics, and he shook my hand out of the example of that father who had been the main source of his ethics. He was good. He was true. He was noble. Uh, He was doing the right thing because it was the right thing, and he had committed his life to do that. That's what was exhibited in that short example. What about you? What about you and women? What about you and a sudden shooter in a situation where you are? What about basic, just just daily nitty gritty honesty, truthfulness, humility, sacrifice, uh, honor in in, your, in the way you conduct yourself, honor in the way you bind with other men, etc., etc., etc. What are you replicating? What are you encouraging in the lives of others? What are you? Giving an example of This is the matter of honor I want to ask you about in your life And it comes from sources So know your sources Judge what it is you've received Dismiss what is dishonorable And make sure you have Honorable influences in your life In this regard So that you then can live it all out You must have a manly Code of conduct What is it? How does it shape you? And does it carry you to be the great man you're called to be? To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's Two Essential Books for Men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.